And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Hello. Hi, guys. We're back. I know you're shocked because you thought we weren't coming back because we've <laughs> it's been it forever. So <laughs> but we really are this time. We are. Um, once again, I feel like with the special episode, we didn't really get on here and explain life. Um, life happens. Yes. Leah's and... pregnant. She said that she can use that as an excuse, so I almost feel like I can use it as an excuse. You can. Please, use it as an excuse. With I me. mean, with for the podcast, but just in my own life. People are going to be like, Kate, why didn't you get this work assignment done at work? And I'm going to be like, Leah's pregnant. Clearly, I am too busy. <laughs> well, that's true. It takes too much. I, I need you to come help me reach my... Actually, yeah. yeah. I can't reach actually, my feet anymore, so I need you to come. I actually need to get bowls from you still. Oh, I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting, and then I text you about it. And then today I was at Costco, and I saw the same like pirates that you have, and I thought, oh yes, I need to bring that to Kate. (laughs) Costco, shout out to Costco. Anyways, love good. Sorry about that, but we're talking about bowls. They're not British made, but Pyrex makes a quality product. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Pyrex. Yes, yes. We have no sponsor. By them, but, but we wish that they would sponsor oh us. My gosh, could you imagine I could be the that? Best sponsor all the pyrex that we want, right? I, and I want oh. a lot. I really well, do. like. We should just start talking about the things that we want, and maybe people will like chime in. Like, well, you know, what I Pottery wish? Barn, you Pottery know Barn. How every every podcast has a mattress sponsorship. Yeah, I really need a new mattress. Let's do it. So somebody, <laughs> some mattress company, please sponsor us and give me a king mattress. Let's start doing it. Let's just, we'll, we're selling ourselves. The people understand. It's like <laughs> adult form of, not prostitution. We're, we're using our intellectual property that we've created. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> to get things. I mean, if you want to go into that, um, no judgment, but. <laughs> no. I was thinking about my life and going, that's probably not. You're making that. No, I'm Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, guys, welcome to the London Fog. I'm Kate. And I'm Leah. And we talk about all of our british happiness. How much we love it. Um, yes, and we do a lot, especially because Will and Kate have been going on so many outings. <gasps> How um, they? So yeah, so a few things have happened. Um, we didn't talk about it last time because we were just talking about the baby. Yeah. But, um, so the Heads Together, which is that group that like Will, Kate, and Harry, um, put together, which now Megan is part of, mm-hmm. um, they have started a um, a thing called Shout. Okay. So it's a text messaging line to support people in crisis, and so it's so um, you know, like Kate's been going on a lot of engagements focusing on mental health. Harry and Megan have been fo- focusing on mental health on their Instagram. So that's what this is for. So and we love them for it. Yes. William ha- released a promotional video where he's the one talking, which I just think is, I, I don't know, I just think it's funny because he just is funny when he talks, but so watch, <laughs> so watch it. But basically it's 24-7 and they train volunteers to, like, if you're in crisis and you're just need, like need to talk to someone, but you know, some people, it's like, if you have anxiety and you're in crisis and yeah. you're depressed, like you don't want to actually talk to someone. Yeah. And so it's a texting thing. And so like you can text and you can have support 
like at any time so this is kind of like they're focusing on younger people who are maybe like in distress and they're like on the school bus and you're oh my not going to call someone and like talk you're going to text no i'm just saying i feel like i can use this because i do get anxious there you go um get anxious but I start to pull open those terrible dating apps and to find somebody almost to talk to. Maybe I should just use it <laughs> to be like, I'm lonely. <laughs> okay, maybe it's well, not meant for that. But it's only in the UK, I think. No! Um, All the good ideas. Yeah, so right now they have 1,000 volunteers, but they're hoping to get 4,000 by the end of the year so that there's just enough people to like always have... Someone for people so to So is this to. almost like a pen pal thing? Like, do you have somebody that you'll always be able to like? Or is it just a uh, service that just kind of goes to somebody? Or I think you kind of can talk to the same person because they refer to My it, friend Paul or they something. They refer to it as like an online community. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like... Like, I don't think you're like talking to a stranger. I think it's like if you start talking to someone, you can get to know them. Um, and so it's kind of... They're hoping it to be like a national UK thing that like more and more people will join to help each other. Um, there is something like this in the U S just for people oh. in the U S called crisis text line. And it's been around for about six years. And actually the, the CEO of that was helped them create yeah. shout. So, um, so anyway, so it's just, it's just for people in emotional crisis um, it se- it seems like a really awesome thing. So, uh, yeah. So that so they just released that. Um, in addition, the Duke and Duchess went to Angsley. I don't know how to oh, say it, which is where I think that's correct. Yeah. So that's where they lived shortly before they were married. It's in Wales, yeah. and then they lived there for a few years after they were married. So mm. they went there to visit. So like. William went and um, visited like the people he was a search and rescue pilot with. Yeah, um, and then and that was also a mental health thing. Like they went to kind of bring awareness to like people who do search and rescue. Like they have a lot of mental health challenges because of the things they have to deal with on a day to day basis. And so they went there to bring a range to bring like um, yeah people to realize that and then they also visited a sea salt company which was a local mm. business um which i thought was funny because i like watched a little video on it and like the guy who created that business he was like he was like one day i just like brought some seawater home and i was boiling it and then i got salt and i thought wow this is a great idea <laughs> no that's amazing actually probably my favorite ice cream that i had in ireland was a sea salt ice cream because exactly the same thing they just boiled down the seawater and it tasted amazing mm-hmm. it was murphy's ice cream oh. so good if you get the chance to go eat um, the murphy's sea salt ice cream yeah so they also went and uh did did some stuff with the scouts because when she when they were living there uh kate uh volunteered with the scouts a lot Mm-hmm. And they did a beach cleanup, which was awesome. Um, Just on a roll with all this humanitarianness. Yeah. You know what I hate, though, is that... So it's like, they're doing this event, that, you know, and they also launched... Um, they did a lot this last week. Mm-hmm. So they also are doing a... Sorry, I'll get back to what I hate. No, but no. they also are do, launching this King's Cup Regatta. And so what it is, is that... Because you know that Will and Kate are both sailors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so they're she, each... He, did they both do crew as well? She, or just, she did. She did. Yeah. He didn't? I don't okay. know about him. 
she did when they were on their little breakup she did a lot of that i'm sure <laughs> so but anyway so they're each going to be um a skipper on like and they're going head to head so they're each supporting eight of their different patronages and they're like gonna race each other in this regatta oh my gosh just describe my face right now oh my gosh Kate has never looked more excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. She looks like a weird cartoon character. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh, I want to be British so bad. Yeah. So I guess that, um, so I guess there's been a rumor that like Will and Harry are going to start reducing their polo commitments because usually they play a lot of polo games in the summer and that's how they raise a lot of money. I guess they're getting kind of old for that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and so this getting is getting on kind that of, horse takes a yeah. lot more effort than it used to. <laughs> and so they're trying to like participate in other sort of sporting events. So this is one that like Will and Kate can do together, like a sporting event yeah. that they both enjoy. Um, so anyway, so they launched that and like kind of announced that that's going to be happening later this summer, which I am thrilled to mm. watch. Like it seems amazing. Um, yeah, I really hope Kate wins. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So, they're going to do that. And then what else did they do last week? I feel like there was another event. Oh, yeah. Princess Charlotte had her birthday. Um, She's so three now? She is now three. And they um, they released three photographs of her. She's so sassy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I need, a, I need to see one of these pics. Yeah. She is adorable. If you haven't seen them yet, like, Oh, my look. goodness. They're so cute. They're so cute. So everybody look that up and um, we'll yes, post one. Yes, I did already buy the dress that she's wearing for my daughter. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't cute. that expensive. So, but babies still wear their their kids still wear reasonably priced Gerber and yeah, Oshkosh uh, bagosh. <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte had a great year last year. She was a bridesmaid three times. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I know, right? She's like she's just solid. I mean, okay, like, no offense, but if you had a, well, yeah, and if your friend has, like, a royal princess baby, you're going to be like, can I use your kid in my wedding? Of course. Of course. Always. And then um, the other thing that happened was Kate also opened a new center for excellence for the Anna Freud National Center for Children and Families, which is a spotlight on uh, children's mental health issues. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So they did a lot with that this last week. Um, but the thing I hate that I was going to tell you is that all these people were like, oh, I can't believe that like Will and Kate would go like, you know, go do something on the same day that the baby is born and like take away from that or whatever. And it's like, oh, these boy. are events. Like their events are planned months, right. months in advance. You don't know when a baby is coming. Because prepare all of the security, whatever, like... I don't think they're trying to, like, steal Archie's thunder, which is what some newspapers were saying. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? It Like, no, that is not what they're doing. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. People just, people like to make a, a big ruckus. Yeah. Although, okay, so the other thing, though, that happened is Harry um, went to... Uh, the Invictus Games are going to be in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. This year. And so he went to go open it. So he's actually had the the shortest paternity leave in royal history because he went to an event two days after the baby was born. But he's always been, like, very... Like, the Invictus Games are something that he, he came up with, um, you know, for 
for wounded veterans. And so obviously it's very important to him. So he went to go open it because he had already kind of been planning to do it. Well, and do you also think, well, everybody thought that the baby was going to come like a week or two before. Exactly. Yeah. So he thought he'd have a couple weeks at home and just like leave for the day, which is normal. So, um, it didn't end up that way, but yeah. So he went, it. it was super cute. People gave, um, him like baby clothes with the Invictus Games logo but the cutest thing was so if you look at the Invictus Games logo logo like it says Invictus and Mm -hmm. then underneath it games and so it says I am and in a different color so it's like I am Invictus Games or whatever and he when he showed up somebody had given him this jacket that he was wearing that was the Invictus Games logo so it says like I am and then underneath it said daddy so it's like I am daddy It's so cute. So cute. So anyway, so yeah, so he went to that and he did like some wheelchair basketball and stuff and people gave him some toys for Archie and it was all super cute. So cute. A lot of royal things happened this last week. It was amazing. I didn't get a lot of work done at work. Yeah. (laughs) I I totally agree with that. And I have a little something, but I'm going to save it for for our next episode because we should get to our... Oh, yes, we, today, today we do have a point. We're talking about some crime. Crimes! It's been a bit. We thought we'd give you a bit of an episode, a little heartier, but it's not going to be too, too long. Not, not too long. Um, so just... A heads the, up. Yeah, heads up. We are both going on vacation, um, both to Asia, both yeah. to places that are part of, or at one point, part of the Commonwealth. Yes. Um, so I am going to my brother's wedding in Hong Kong. And I'm going to Singapore to visit a friend. Which Yeah, to visit a friend and into Thailand. So which it's is, my first time to Asia. Yeah. So anyway, so we're, so we're recording a few short episodes so we can release some stuff while we're gone. While we're gone. So we don't get too, too far behind and you guys think that we've just abandoned you 100% and completely. Yeah. So just... FYI, these are going to be kind of short episodes, but... Yeah, but we still care. We just picked uh, material. We picked good quality material, but maybe things that aren't as lengthy. Or how about this? We did a better job preparing them and condensed them down. Yes, we are awesome. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I would agree with that. I I did a better job preparing, but, you know, we tried. We tried. I think mine's fairly interesting. I'm proud. Okay, 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 good. I was so very that, focused on the baby birth, <laughs> so I couldn't focus on anything else. So with that, who, who should go first? Because I have no idea. Okay, so mine, from back in the day. let's, let's like, so mine is a supposed murder. Okay. What's yours? Mine is like a change, something that changed the world. Well, crap. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I, is yours depressing or no? No. It's not depressing. Okay, mine's not really depressing either. So, okay, how do we decide? Because <laughs> I was going to say, let's not end on a downer, but if neither of them are downers. I feel like mine is a pretty, okay, like, okay. exciting kind mine of, like, Mine yes. happened in 1100. When did yours happen? Mine's the 1900s, so maybe you should go okay, first. Okay, okay, we'll go chronologically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be weird to be like, and going back in time. <laughs> yeah, you go first. So, mine... Is about William the Second. Mm. The he was the third son of William the Conqueror. Nice. So he supposedly was murdered. I've already <laughs> so ruined that. <laughs> so this is what happened. Tell me all about On it. On the second of August, 
who's keeping track of this? I don't know. No one cares. In the year 1100. Yeah. Right? How did they keep track don't of that? Don't know. It was probably, time was different and it was actually October. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have calendar systems that were yes. permanent. And- so he was um, hunting in the New Forest and he was killed by an arrow through mm. the lung. Oh. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Circums- circumstances remain unclear. It was so, 1100. I can see yes. why. <laughs> um, so what happened? So the first statement of the event was in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. So yes, there were newspapers in 1100. <laughs> um, who said that the who said that the king was shot in the arrow by one of his own men. Oh. Um, so there was. So I guess what happened was the king went to the forest with a man named Walter Tyrell. And they were... Like Game of Thrones? Like the house Tyrell? High Garden. Spilled differently. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... Jane and Ryan. Anyway, Game of Thrones is not real life, Kate. I wish. And it's... Oh, it's over. By the time we release this. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Oh, my gosh. This is the saddest thing. Okay, we can't focus on Okay, no. Okay, (laughs) so he went with William Tyrell. Um, They were chasing a stag. And... Most of the king's party like dispersed and were chasing the stag. Tyrell stayed with the king, and as the sun began to set, William spotted a stag and drew his bow and let the arrow fly and slightly wounded it. Okay. So in his um, excitement, the king began to um, run towards the target, and at that point, I guess... Tyrell saw his chance, but I don't really know why he wanted to kill the king. <laughs> but it said that he saw his chance, that the king's attention was on the stag, and so he pulled his bow and released it and pierced the king's breast. I'm just saying George R. R. Martin looked at this piece of history and went, this is who I'm going to base my Baratheon yeah. off of. No, I'm and he sure. he sees his chance. I'm, sure. I'm just saying Game of Thrones. It's just reeks of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it definitely, I can see that. So, anyway. So, he William, wanted to William falls to the ground. Tyrell, seeing that the king was dead, leapt upon his horse and ran away. So that, like, okay. no one would know he was there. So then the rest of the party is like out and about hunting and they um they come across the king's body and they're like, "Oh crap." Um and so they flee cuz they don't want to be seen near the king's dead body. And um, <laughs> So everybody just keeps leaving him in the yeah, field. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So then a few so then all the nobles abandon the body cuz they don't want to have anything to do with it. Perfect. A peasant finds it. This peasant, I guess, has a wagon. So the peasant puts the king's body on the wagon. I'm actually not sure at this point in time how the peasant knows this is the king. Because I feel okay. like now you would know because, like, newspapers or yeah. whatever. Well, they had the chronicle, remember? Ding, 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 That's ding, ding, ding. true. That's true. <laughs> there was a picture. <laughs> so, yeah. So the peasant puts the king's corpse in a cart and brings it. Brings it to Winchester <gasps> Cathedral, okay. with and blood is dripping the entire way. It oh. said. So he must have found it pretty recently. Yeah, or pretty soon after this happens. Well, I feel so, like an arrow just through the lung. I think it would take you a, a while to die, maybe from that. I mean, that seems uh, like a big deal, yeah. but I think like 
Not to get too gruesome. If it's just too gruesome, just go forward That's 10 true. seconds. And that but I think you'd bleed out for a while. Explain why the nobleman left. Because it's like, they know he's going to die from it. He's yeah. not dead yet. He's not dead so yet. So they just don't want to be yeah. like, anywhere nearby. Yeah. So, um, so anyway. So what happens is he brings him to the cathedral. And when that happens... His brother, Henry, was who was actually part of the hunting party. Oh, and, and he, um, and so he, like, immediately declares himself king. He's like, oh, look, my brother has <laughs> come to the cathedral. He's dead. He's dead. I'm the king. And then all the noblemen are like, all right, yeah, you're the king. And he just becomes oh. king. So the suggestion is, so this William Tyrell was, like, real, so... That's the thing. People aren't sure if it was an accident or if it was on purpose. Because some people were like, hey, like, he sure had himself crowned king pretty fast. Um, But then other people were like, well, but what else was he going to do? His brother's dead. He should be crowned king fast. Like, otherwise someone else might be. Um, And people say that William was a very unpopular king and his death was lamented by few. (laughs) No Um, one cared. Yeah, and this William Tyrell was known as being a really great bowman, so it seems very unlikely that he would have accidentally shot the king. And, like, the brothers had a lot of political conflict at this time. A lot of scholars have reopened this, and they just feel like... Some people are like, yeah, it's definitely an assassination, and William Tyrell was working for Henry. And others were like, well, I don't know. People were dumb back then. It's pretty easy to accidentally die, you know? Um... Some people say that if if Henry had planned to murder his brother, it would have been in his best interest to wait until a later time. Because at this point, um, William is king of England, but Robert, their other brother, is king of Normandy. Robert Baratheon. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Um, And so it, it kind of had looked like that Robert and William were going to fight, and then one yeah. of them would be king of both, and then Henry could just kill that one and yeah. take over both. So they were saying, like, it was kind of stupid if Henry was planning this for him to, like, not let those brothers fight it out and then just kill whoever's left, because now he's only king of England, yeah. and Robert's still king of Normandy. Um, however, Tyrell fled, was never seen again, and Henry had the most to gain. So it seems like it was premeditated. He immediately, like, I mean, he basically ignored the dead body and rode straight to Winchester, seized the treasury, and had himself announced king, which seems like he wasn't that upset about the death. Um, So anyway, so William's remains are at Winchester Cathedral still, where the peasant brought his body. Um, Interesting. His skull is missing. So we don't know what happened there. Grave robbing, for but sure. But there are some other bones still around. So we have some, anyway. we have the rest of him. So that's my sort of murder. I like it. No, this is um, brilliant. Well one, done. One thing which I, one other reason why people think he may have been murdered that has nothing to do with his brother taking over the throne mm-hmm. is that he was possibly homosexual. Okay. And back in 1100, the yeah. homosexual king was not, yeah, like something that anybody not very popular. Yeah, and so some say that like um, the archbishop or like somebody because like the king and the church are so connected yeah. might have like made that happen, like a commission for him. Yeah, to... yeah. So, but then again, people say if that's tr- like 
That yeah. might be more likely because if he, because he never took a wife or anything, like Henry would have become king anyway when he died. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, nice. Yeah. So, well done. Yeah. That gives me, I want you to know you told that whole story and I thought of every person you were thinking of. You thought of someone from Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> just the king looked like Robert Baratheon. And maybe that's why I picked that. Maybe because I was Tyrell, just, like... Jamie Lannister. Pit, like, thinking of thinking of Game of Thrones, and that's why I was like, this is a good story. It would be good. I like it. Well, mine is not quite as Game of Thronesy, but... Get with the program, Kate. It has to do with a guy that deals with fingers. So, he's like Littlefinger. Okay, Kate's, like, weirdly... Into Game of Thrones. Like, making her fingers move. I don't know. I'm concerned. You liked it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Mine is actually about the first use of fingerprints in... Okay, that's less creepy than what I thought was happening The first use of uh, fingerprints to prosecute, and it all started with Sir Edward Richard Henry. Uh, He was born in July of 1850, and... I want to be honest, I didn't do tons about his life. I just wanted to get to the point. No one cares about him. Okay, yeah. Move on. No. <laughs> so, he's a cool dude. He ended up doing a lot of things with civil service and um, police work. He studied at a university college and decided he was going to take his examination to join the Indian Civil Service. So... In 1873, he passed his examinations and went out to India, where he was appointed by Her Majesty as Secretary of State for India. So he must have been pretty smart. He gets married, has a lovely life. His wife ends up dying. He ends up getting remarried a handful of years later. While he is there, he is made the Inspector General of Police in ben- in Bengal, and it's here that he gets this idea that we should be taking the fingerprints and palm prints of every individual that is in our prisons mm. um, to keep track and record of them. So he starts the very first system of fingerprint classification along with the assistance of some of his sub inspectors their names not important uh, <laughs> i mean i'm sure they're it's nobody cares who they are <laughs> it's bows in a uh, hockey um but like i said so he starts taking a record of everybody's fingerprints and starts kind of setting up this system of how to look them up it's very it's actually a little bit more mathematical because they're measuring the swirls and the different points and everything back then was just on old paper and cards so pretty much they had this one tracking system so he comes up with this idea they start doing it and to what degree it did anything in india i'm not really too sure it just helped keep a better um identification to their prisoners because there had been reports of people saying no 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 i'm innocent i'm innocent somebody you know attacked me and threw me in the in in here and now you won't believe Mm. that i'm not him and so 
people were starting. I really believe that that happened in the 1700s Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, this is even, you know, it's the late 1800s. Oh, 1800s, But, yeah, before that, I could totally see if somebody could break out and they're all, like, they're going to come looking for me. Just finding some, like, drunkard on the road. Yeah. Hitting them on top of the head, throwing them in the cell. And nobody knows, you know. And then everybody's going to be like, shut up, so-and-so. And And he's all like, but I'm not that person, you know. (laughs) So, this ends up getting passed back to Britain and they're all like, they get the information. They think that this is a good idea. And they ask, uh, Henry to come back to Britain and set up this same classification, uh, back home. So now they call it the Henry classification system. And he comes back to take up office in 1901 as assistant commissioner of crime at Scotland Yard. So, He starts taking fingerprints of all the inmates and lo and behold, it finally gets to be used in the very first case in what year? 1902. Hmm. So it comes down to a guy named Harry Jackson, who had been in and out of prison so many times that they had gotten his fingerprints, but he was just known as a habitual thief. He would steal things. He's been caught. They would kind of have him work his like communal hours and then release him because it wasn't, he wasn't a murderer or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just letting him back out into society. But, I mean, I kind of see that. Right. He's just know. a thief. Whatever. He's just a thief. It doesn't matter. So on June 27th of 1902, a number of billiard balls were stolen from a house in, in Denmark Hill of South London. Um, why? I was all like, who would just go and still steal like pool yeah, that's billiard like a balls? a weird thing to steal. Back in the day, they were made of ivory in, like, rich households. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So that's where I go, like, yeah, hot damn. Those would be, like, worth quite a bit. So the police are called, and during the investigation, a police officer notices that the outside had just been freshly painted, and the intruder had hopped in through the window, and he, from the outside, can see that there's a little smudging. He goes into the house, up to the window to see on the opposite side perfect fingerprints that were from the paint as the intruder had gone through the window. So he calls up Mr. Edward Henry and says, I think we can actually finally use our system that you sent <laughs> to play. I'm super excited. So pretty much the whole don't contaminate the scene calls down the investigation group. They take prints of the uh, fingerprints, which back then was pretty much just taking and doing like a rub. So it had to be like one and done. If you ruin it, it's all over. Um, And took it back to the station where forever, I don't know how long it took, but they said (laughs) it took a very, very long time to go through all these little cards of inmates to finally find a Mr. Harry Jackson and that the prints were an identical match. So they belong to the 41-year-old who was a laborer and who had served um, prison time before for burglary. Mm -hmm. And because of this, they finally had a case to bring against him. So this is the very first lawsuit and case that uses fingerprints to put him, to put somebody at the scene of a crime. Mm -hmm. So 
he is arrested and it's the first time that the a jury has ever heard this and people They're are like, fascinated by ridiculous. it but no. yes <laughs> but people were not thrilled with it um so much that the times mocked the, uh, the system and said Scotland Yard once known as the world's finest police organization will be the lacking laughing stock of Europe Europe if it is I can't talk. Will be the laughing stock of Europe if it insists in trying to trace criminals by odd ridges of the skin. So mm, they thought it wouldn't okay. work. <laughs> and uh, but dear old Mr. Harry Jackson was found guilty and convicted, and this time was actually kept in prison for a longer period of time because now there were actual evidence. I guess in prior things, it was kind of like, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Um, word of mouth that it could have been him. But this is, it was actually you. Because no one else has your fingerprints. So, that is the first time. And that revolutionized everything. Because then within no time at all, this, I don't want to even call it technology. Because it was just fingerprints on pieces of paper. Uh, but this system, this yeah. concept came over to the United States and then slowly started changing the world. So that is where we have our first case of using fingerprints for conviction. That's pretty cool. I like it. We think you, Sir Edward Richard Henry, who's then made a first baronet for his amazing contributions to um, criminal to justice justice (laughs) there we go and now he can be our our little finger in this my hopeful game of thrones episode we'll never have a game of thrones episode (laughs) so sad all right guys all right so that's all we have for you today those are our crimes for the day but we will get back at you and i hope that you guys are Enjoying your summer. It should be just like here, ba- barely starting. Go out. Drink iced tea. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as into iced tea. Oh. You know what? Turn your AC up. Yeah. And drink <laughs> some warm tea. Just get some warm tea going. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers.